Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode has a matrix theme in the title. This is referring to the red pill or the blue pill. And in this episode, Joshua explains how this new approach to life is like the red pill. And the old approach to life is like the blue pill. Feeling like the creator of your reality, that's the red pill. And feeling like a victim, that's the blue pill. So I think you'll find this one really interesting. It's getting to a new level and it's explaining this concept of old approach versus new approach to life in a brand new way. Before we get started, we have a new basic training course starting in about a couple of weeks. It's going to be the very first Monday in June. And if you would like to learn more about that, this is a special basic training course. There's going to be some new things it's going to be with Christy and I together. There'll be a lot of coaching on this one. There'll be some very interesting activities. And if you haven't done any of the courses before, I really suggest that you try something. It was created by the White Light and Joshua together. And it's set up in a way that's affordable to anyone. And it will also work within anyone's time schedule. Don't worry about the price. Don't worry about the time. Uh, think about inspiration. Think about how you feel when you listen to Joshua Live. And realize that to get to the next level, to raise your perspective, there's some experience you have to have, and that experience needs to be tied with an emotion. This is what the basic training does. It'll raise your perspective drastically. You'll see things so clearly. You'll see yourself so clearly. It's going to make so much sense to you. I can't really explain it all here, but if you'll send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, I'll send you all the information. We've had three courses now, and it's like nothing I've ever seen. You owe it to yourself. If you have any inspiration at all, just send me an email. That's the first step. That's all you got to do. Just push past the fear and hit that send button and we'll take it from there. There's nothing to be afraid of. This is a fun course. It's easier, I should say. <laughs> then the boot camp is sort of a bridge from where you are now. It brings everyone together on the same page, no matter how long you've been on listening to Joshua or how long you've been on a spiritual journey. It does not matter. People have been doing spiritual stuff for 30 years. They get into this basic training course and it changes everything that they thought was going on. And then there's people who just started listening to Joshua last week. They get in, it's exactly the same thing. It'll bring you from wherever you are to another point. And that point is going to be dramatically higher in terms of perspective. And like everything we do, it's hundred percent money back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose and you don't even have to worry about the money because there is a whole setup for that. You'll never have to worry about that at all. This is the way to get freedom and abundance and joy. This is what you intended. All it does is it moves you to a perspective that's higher than where you are now. And in this new perspective, you have a new vibration and you attract things easier. This is how the whole system works. Don't take it from me. There's 200 plus graduates, all with the same perspective, all with the same idea, all understanding how it is. You can't understand what it is until you've at least talked to me, I'll explain it to you, and you've gone through the process. So this is fully guaranteed, you have nothing to lose. So this should make it easy for you to push past your fear and just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right, remember to like, subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends, do all that stuff. And without further ado, let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. So imagine if there was only one thought, one single thought, there was no other thought, just this one thought floating around. And that thought would interact with you at some point. And when it interacted with you, the thought would be modified just a bit or translated based on the unique vibration that you're offering in the moment. And so the thought of love comes to you and you interpret it based on how you're feeling about yourself, your perception of yourself, your mental construct, where your perspective is. And the thought comes to you and it says, you are amazing. You are fantastic. You are the creator of your reality. Everything is happening for you. This thought is for you. This is a gift for you. Or it could be translated as, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're not capable. You can't do it. You don't have time. You don't have money. You don't have what it takes. You see, essentially, this is what's happening. All thoughts are based in love, but how they come to you is a reflection of that vibration you're offering. It's an interesting thing because the thought itself, if you could see it from the non-physical, it's just pure energy. It's pure love. It's pure source. But when it interacts with your vibration, it's translated to you in a personal way. 
and it sounds like you because it's now a part of that vibration. And so the thought is simply a little translation of the vibration that you're offering. And when you understand what the thoughts are and what the feelings are, and now we're not saying this is literally true or literally the case or how it works because you get many thoughts. Well, that thought then is shifting and changing as you shift and change your vibration. And as you interact with the thought and you say that can't be true, you get another thought because you've changed your vibration. Or if you look at something from the higher perspective, you get another thought. Or if you think something's good, you get another thought. Or if you think something's bad, you get another thought. The interesting thing about that thought based in love, which is pure love, when it interacts in this reality of earth, it splits in two. And so you have two possible thoughts. You have thoughts of fear and you have thoughts of love. And if you reach a high enough vibration, you'll have more thoughts of love than fear. If you sink down into some area of your life or some interaction where you're not quite as high in your vibration, you'll have maybe something that resonates with you as a thought of fear. But the fear thought is not really a fear thought. It's just a translation of how you're feeling. If you were to raise your perspective even higher, that thought of love would then be interacting with a very high vibration and something new would be translated, something no other human had ever heard before. Something interesting, maybe it's an idea, maybe it's the inspiration, maybe it's an invention, maybe it's a new phrase or a new teaching or a new way of thinking. As you raise your perspective of yourself in your reality, if you realize you're the creator of your reality and that everything's working for you and you're on this path from fear to love, well, you will have new thoughts or new translations because you'll have a new vibration and a new interaction with that main thought. We shared with Gary this analogy. Imagine a university campus, and in this campus, there is a cafeteria, and on the wall of the cafeteria is a bulletin board. And there is a flyer for someone needing assistance in math. Someone would like a tutor. And so two students are looking at the same flyer and they're having quite different thoughts. One is, I could never do that. And the other one is, I could easily do that. And if you look at them, you might not be able to tell the difference between them. But what if we told you that one was a graduate student and one was a freshman? And we asked you, which one do you think had the thought? Well, you might assume it was the freshman who couldn't do it or the graduate student who was confident. And then we said, no, they are both freshmen. And then you would say, well, maybe one is more interested or has a better aptitude for math than the other one. And this is how they have their confidence. And we said, no, they have exactly the same aptitude for math, exactly the same background. But in this case, one was thinking about how it would be best to understand math at a new level. And then I was thinking, how do I skate through this experience without doing too much hard work. And the one who was thinking, how would I learn math better, would think to themselves, well, if I was a tutor or if I taught math, I would see a completely different perspective on this subject because I would be approaching it from the perspective of a teacher. And from that perspective, everything would look a little different to me and I might understand things in a new way. And that's exactly what happens whenever you come across anything. You'll have two possibilities. One would be to challenge yourself and to push past fear and to think in a new way and look at all the possibilities. And one would be a way to hide out and to not really lean into whatever you're doing. And so we ask you to think about the thoughts that are coming to you and how they're resonating and what they're translating. And when inspiration comes to you, are you trying to hide out and protect yourself from possible failure or negative emotion? Or are you realizing that when you have an inspiring idea, it's going to send you on a journey. It's going to send you on a little trip. And it's going to effectively be an opportunity for you to see another perspective. When you see another perspective, you change, you shift, your vibration changes. When you do something brand new that you've never done before and you challenge yourself, you learn and you grow and that vibration expands and the next thought that comes to you is resonant with that new vibration. And of course you have fear and you have doubts and you 
don't want to embarrass yourself and you likely do not want to encounter negative emotion. But this is a small way to live. This is not an effective way to be. This is not what you came for, none of you. You came to lean into this life. You came to challenge yourself, to look at beliefs, to look at perspectives, to see yourself in higher terms. And the way you do that is by embracing this inspiration that's flowing to you, noticing the fear that pops up, but analyzing that fear and realizing it's always irrational. It's never gonna lead to any physical harm. It's not gonna be an inspired idea if it isn't perfectly suited for you. You see, the inspired idea that you can be aware of, whether that comes mentally or from someone else, it is coming to you for a purpose, for a reason, for an experience. And yes, you might go to that experience and not get what you expect and not get what you hope for. But if you look at the experience in hindsight, you will see it's always perfect. Even if it's a manifestation event. Remember, the manifestation event is there to show you a limitation. You are a limitless being. And you very much want to know where you're limiting yourself because all limitations are self-imposed. You impose these limitations through a set of beliefs that have never been true. And when you overcome or look at these beliefs from a new perspective, you'll realize they're not true. You realize you just picked them up. They were possibly of service to you at some point to get you where you are now. But where you are now need not consider past representations of you, past mental constructs, past experiences, and those limiting beliefs that came along with those things. You are new in every moment. You have the power to shift your perspective. That perspective will be what translates all the thoughts and all the inspiration, all the events from a limited point of view to a more empowering point of view. And then you'll build momentum. You'll build momentum for growth and expansion and challenge. You'll build confidence. You'll gain clarity. You'll rise out of the illusion of fear. Fear will not be such a factor in your life. The more you push past yourself, whenever you feel fear, the more you grow and expand. Fear is this wonderful punching bag, this heavy weight that you get to work out with and expand the muscle of your perspective. Everything you want, every single thing you truly want is on the other side of your fears. If you can embrace fear and change and new situations and new ideas and challenge old beliefs and simply look at them, whether they are limiting or empowering and then make a choice, you can choose your beliefs, you can shape your own mental construct, you can reframe your identity. You can do all these things that will empower you so that you can move to higher and higher perspectives, so that you can get more fun inspiration, more coherent belief system, a more accurate representation of your reality, a more interesting, fun, and delightful mirrored, which is your reality. New people, new experiences, new manifestations, new desires, new dreams, and less attachment to all the old. Because the old is out, doesn't matter anymore. Served its purpose, got you here, and now you can let it go. When you let go of that old identity and those old beliefs and those old ways of being and those old preferences and this old way you functioned in this reality, the old way is limited, the new way is limitless. The new way is the entry point or the pathway to the unimaginable. This is where you all want to go. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I had a question that came up for me. When we transition and return to non-physical, do we have this immediate access to everyone else's experiences? Is it like a download of everyone else's lives? The funny thing about physical reality is you really understand time in a linear fashion. And so it seems as if you are gaining knowledge, you are gaining perspective, you're gaining things as you move through time. Go to school, graduate school, you have more information. The truth is that the information was always available to you. The truth is, Everything that exists in the non-physical is available to you now. You have access to it all. 
You just have a belief system that says, I can't access it. I can't know that. That's not reasonable. That's not possible. I can't know calculations and history dates and all these things. I can't know how to get somewhere without my GPS. How could I ever possibly know how to get somewhere without my GPS, without looking at a map or looking at anything else or having directions or having someone tell me where to go? You see, all of that is available to you. All the information is available to each and every one of you. All you have to do is shift your perspective. All you have to do is understand that the non-physical is not somewhere else. It's here. You have access to anyone who's in the non-physical. Think a thought, have a conversation, ask a question, and you will have thoughts. Those thoughts are them. Now, they may be filtered a little bit depending on your fear and your little perspective, but you can practice this. In physical reality, there is an illusion of separation. It's not actually separation. It's just the illusion. There's an illusion of forgetting. You don't actually forget. You just think you forget. You just believe you forget. It's an illusion of imperfection. There is no imperfection. It's perfect. You're perfect. Everyone's perfect. The whole thing's perfect. So you're within illusion. How do you get yourself out of the illusion? There are many, 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 many ways to do that. Your belief system is what causes or creates this illusion. Alter that belief system, and you will come closer and closer and closer to all the information, all the connection, all the communication with the non-physical. You'll start to see it. But how do you get there? Well, there are many ways to get there. Meditation is a wonderful start. Thinking of yourself as the creator of your reality, just that concept is a wonderful start. That raises your perspective. Think about things that are happening. Are they happening to you or for you? Well, you think they're happening to you, it's a limited perspective and there's a lot of illusion going on there. But if you consider that they could be happening for you, you shift to that perspective. As you shift to perspective higher and higher and higher, you raise the vibration. Now, the non-physical exists at a pure vibration. You, with your perception of yourself in your reality, exists at a somewhat limited vibration. Now, there's certain areas of your life where you have a very high perspective. Say your music, for instance, and you have a very strong connection to the non-physical in that one area because you have a high vibration or a high perception of yourself in that area. And so inspiration is easy to access. If you think you have to work to get the inspiration or work to write the songs or work to do any of this stuff, that's a limited perspective. Now, to get a higher perspective, you would have to effort and struggle and work and work and work, and then see yourself, because of all the work you've done, as now worthy of that inspiration. Non-physical, there is none of that. There's none of that idea of inequality or unworthiness or anything like that. So yes, as you return to the non-physical, you'll have instant access to all the information. But you never lost that access. You just lost the fear as you return to the non-physical. You lost the illusion. You lost the feeling of separation. When you return to non-physical, there is no time. Time, as an aspect of this reality, is useful, but it's perceived from this 3D mentality, this linear mentality. Now, we're not saying that time isn't represented in the non-physical, but it is perceived by you in a way that makes it seem like a real thing. Sure, in the non-physical, things happen before, surely, but we are so present in the moment, in the eternal moment, that's our perception of what's really happening here. You can get to that as well, but the illusion of linear time keeps you looking at that clock and keeps you thinking that something is actually happening or moving or flowing. If you're sitting down in your chair and you're focused on what you're doing, time changes its shape, changes its representation to you. It's reflected back to you differently, moves back and forth, up and down. So there's a bunch of illusions going on here that if you don't consider what's really out there, that there is another dimension or another way of perceiving something, obviously, 
look at your pet. Your pet is perceiving reality completely different than you are. So the structure of the mind and the body and the ability to have a higher perceptual awareness is obvious between you and your pet. But it's also quite amazing to see the spectrum in humanity of those who perceive nothing but 3D, nothing but physicality, and never consider that there's possibly a system going on, a, another dimension called the non-physical. They don't perceive that at all. And to them, the illusion is very, very strong. They're in tremendous fear. They can only reference themselves as a victim to their reality. Those of you who have reached higher and higher vibrations who are now seeing and experiencing the non-physical of your daily life are moving into a new dimension. And in this new dimension that you might want to call 5D, you have greater access to all information, all possibilities. But will you believe it? That's the rub. You have a set of beliefs. You think those beliefs keep you safe. You have attachments to things and concepts and ideologies and beliefs about yourself so that you can form this identity, this identity you use to reference the world. When you can let that go and think of yourself not in terms of porter, but in terms of source, what would happen if source went into a body, was birthed by a mother, came out as a baby, and then adopted an identity based on experiences at that time and throughout life without ever considering how it was formed or what the beliefs meant or how it was limiting rather than empowering. It's interesting to think that for most of human history, there was no real shift in that identity. In many cultures, if you're born to a baker's son, you're a baker. If you're born to a king's son, you're a king. But that was never, ever the case. It was always an intention, a possibility to shift that identity and become something else. So as the society opened up a little bit and you had a little bit more freedom, a little bit more time, and philosophers came around and started giving out possible new ideas, you started to see the unraveling of that social structure that confined everyone to their birthright. Now you're starting to understand that your birthright is to understand yourself as source and see what would happen if you did. See if you could see yourself from a high enough perspective as source and then notice these empathic abilities come in line. Claire sentience. I just know it. I don't know how I know it. I just know it. I just know how to get here. I don't know how I know how to get here. I just know that word. I don't know where I learned that word. I just know that word. I just know this concept. This concept makes sense. I can actually explain this concept or I can have some conversation that explains it to me. I just know there's a connection to something in the non-physical that's talking to me. I just know I have an inner self. I just know I'm guided and supported in every way. And I just know that I'm placed in experiences and events designed to shift my perspective so that I can have a new relationship with this thought of love and have a new reflection that's more accurate. And as I endeavor to see myself as source that happened to get into this body, happened to get this identity, happened to attach these limitations and belief systems, as source, I also know that I can transcend that, that I am not bound by any of it that all that's available in the non-physical is available here as well. Yes, you'll absolutely know that. And you'll say everything is possible that's in this reality that's possible in the non-physical. There's no separation. It's just an illusion. All you have to do is keep that in mind. Entertain that idea. That'll raise your perspective alone. All you can do is notice when that love thought is translated into an ego thought that's resonating with, I can't be that special. I can't be the one. I can't be good enough. It's not true. It's just something in that vibration that's being carried around with you. 
It's not your fault that it's there. It's not your fault you believe you can't or you believe you can. But if you want to play around with these ideas, then you'll have to realize that none of your beliefs at all are true except the belief of the first thought, of the only thought, which is, I am love. When you understand that, then you can have that thought translated to the next thought. Because when your vibration is high enough, when you realize I am nothing and everything, and that is love, then the next thought that will resonate with that vibration is, what could I, as source, in this physical realm of existence, become? That's why this realm was created. Because if there wasn't this forgetting and this illusion of separation, and you always knew you were source, sure, I'm source, and you're always connected. There's no illusion of separation. So you're connected to everyone in that physical reality. You're a collective consciousness. You have no separation from non-physical. You understand how the system works. But what can you become if you forget? On Earth, however, with the illusion of separation and the forgetting, what you can become is what has been experienced up to this point. All the glory and the disasters and the fighting and the love and the hope and the dreams and the ideals and the new inventions and the new technology and the way you see your world right now has been created by a source who felt they could not connect to who they are, who felt separated. So all the wonderful things that are available in this beautiful reality have led to those of you who are coming to a higher perspective. Generally, the mass majority of that which has been experienced and created has been done so in fear, in forgetting, and in separation. But what could you become now, knowing that you're source, knowing there is no separation, knowing that you are love, what could you become? What could you create in love? And that's why this is so fascinating. Because there are those of you who are having experiences, we call it the unimaginable, that have never been experienced by any human ever at any level. Some of you are experiencing this often now. Now you have been experiencing this to a degree in the past, but you've been poo-pooing it and saying, well, there's gotta be an explanation for that, but it was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, something, the power went out or the storm went over, or there must've been some static electricity in the air. How could that have happened? Because you've gotten to a high enough level, these unimaginable experiences are happening in all of your lives, and you're not yet consciously aware of them, but when you become consciously aware of them, you're going to be beyond surprised and delighted. You're going to drop everything you thought you wanted, because when these experiences start to happen in your reality, no amount of money could pay for them. No amount of planning could get them. They could not come with any effort and struggle. It would not be possible. It just happened the entire universe lined up with all its power, all its energy, all its intention to show you something that no one else has ever seen or experienced in any way. And why did that happen? Because your reality, like that thought, is love. It's perfect. And how it interacts with the vibration you're offering is simply to show you that vibration. If you like the vibration, keep doing what you're doing. If you'd like to go a little bit higher, think about yourself as source, push your beliefs, do something new, challenge yourself, and please push past fear and act on inspiration. Thank you. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a question. Resha. Um, so for the last few months, I've been feeling inspired to invest in a company. This morning, I was on the verge of investing. I went to the computer. I was about to log into my email. And I was ready to invest a whopping $5,000. And then I got scared. And I scurried away from the computer like a mouse. You know, when you shine bright light on a mouse, it scurries into the darkness. And, and that's how I ran away from my computer. I felt like this was not about money. Because if I lose $5,000, it's not going to make a dent in my life. So I was a little confused. Why did I get so scared? I feel like 
it probably has something to do with how you talked about identity. I don't have an identity as an investor. I'm, what I've witnessed around me in my environment has always been huge sums of money invested into companies and they're high tech. I'm investing into a textile company and it feels odd, but in my head, felt comfortable and excited, went to the computer and then I ran away from it. Am I on the right track when I'm thinking it has to do more with my identity? Like, who am I? I'm not an investor and less to do with fear of loss of money. Well, even if it was fear loss of money, it would be about your identity. If it was about fear loss of money and you had a lot of money, then it'd be something about how you perceive yourself. Not about the money, but as a person who doesn't make mistakes or as a person who doesn't do foolish things or doesn't get talked into something or is very scared of anything that could have a ding on their identity. If you had no money and you were able to borrow it from your parents, and then you were very inspired, but at the same time, you had a fear of what they might think if this didn't turn out well. Again, that would be your, your identity. You could have a very malleable identity. You could have a very relaxed relationship with money. You could have the inspiration and just a tiny thought comes up. It would be evidence that there's something in your vibration. Now, if you were confident, you would agree to $5,000. You would be satisfied with the financials of the company and the inspiration that you received. You would have gone through enough experiences that nothing could really stop you. And so no matter what that voice was, you notice it, acknowledge it, realize it's an aspect of some remnant of your belief system, and know for sure it has no power over you. You wouldn't scurry away, you wouldn't move, you wouldn't do anything. You would just hit buy and be done with it. And you'd never think of it again because you've did all the vibrational work to get to that level. So if the fear is too much to push past, there's some vibrational work to do. Yeah, is it attached to your identity? Everything is. It's the only attachment that there is. It doesn't matter what it is, it's attached to that identity because you gave it meaning. Now, the person who was able to push past fear doesn't give that investment any meaning or very little meaning to their identity. They don't care what people think. They don't care how they look to the world. Their identity is malleable. But I'm not telling anybody that I'm investing this money. So it's uh, nobody will ever know whether I've made. Do you believe anyone knows you? Well, yeah, my family, my husband. Your family has a perspective but they see you through the lens of their perception of reality. They have no idea who you are because they don't know who they are. There's no way for them to know who you are. When you all return to the non-physical, you look at each other and go, wow, I had no idea that was you. I can't believe that was you. That's incredible. Oh, that was such a good disguise. I had no idea. They didn't put on the disguise. You couldn't see them for who they were because you had a lens that obscured what they looked like, who they truly were. And the lens was your identity, your perception of yourself, your mental construct, your belief system, the way you see the world. So it's never, ever, ever about what people think of you because they can't possibly know who you are. It's about only one thing. The identity is only one thing. It's how you see yourself, how you want to see yourself. You are attached to how you see yourself. Some people are very attached. Some people are not so attached. Those who are very attached will pretty much live every single day the same way over and over and over again till they die. They will not change because they're not going to allow their identity to change. They believe it's who they are. They won't try anything new. They won't push past any fear. They won't alter one belief. They won't change a thing because their belief structure, their mental construct, their identity is rigid due to fear. They will live small lives 
but they will expand from this life experience. It is a perfect life experience. They will experience everything they need to experience. If at any point they wanted to raise their perspective, they'd have to push past fear. If at any point they were dissatisfied with their life, they'd have to ask for assistance, for guidance. They'd have to allow for the possibility that they may not be exactly who they think they are and that who they think they are isn't exactly serving them. If you have a rigid identity, you're going to live a certain life that promotes that identity. You can see it in public figures around you. They hold on to the identity. They promote the identity. The identity they know themselves is all a pile of lies, but they grasp it. They're attached to it. They think that any possibility that people like, love, and respect them is based in that identity. And then there are those who are challenging what's possible because there's some internal communication going on, some inspiration, some desire for something new, some guidance. And so the guidance that's always coming from within is always leading you to an experience where you have the possibility to look at that experience and shift your perspective. So the inspiration to invest in this particular company and this amount of money is a experience designed for you, not to get you more money, not to lose your money, but to go through this inspiration process and then become aware of your attachment to an identity. Now, for you to say, I haven't even told anyone about this, certainly suggests that you do care about what certain people think. Instead of saying, I went to everyone, I talked all about it, and I got their opinion, and I, and I went all over the place. A different approach. So there's an indication there that your identity is tied to what people think, and this is why you haven't shared it with them. But they don't know anything about textiles. Everybody I know, they only know high tech. Sure, 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 sure. Of course. Of course that's what you think. Of <laughs> course that's the reason that you didn't share it. <laughs> but you had to come up with a reason, didn't you? You had to rationalize all of this in your mind. But all you had to do is say, I got the inspiration. I felt the fear. And I pushed past the fear or I didn't push past the fear. If I push past the fear, then the voices that said, don't do it, run away like a little mouse, had no limiting effects on me. They were no longer limiting. And so now it doesn't matter because you've moved past that. If you didn't push the buy button, you know that those voices, those beliefs are limiting because they limited you from doing what you're inspired to do. So what do you do? Well, there's a lot of games you can play, but we suggest that you understand primarily that you are the creator of all of this, so none of it matters. And you can do or not do whatever you want, and you'll expand in the process anyway. You can recognize that this experience led to this wonderful question that you are sharing with the world and everyone else has exactly the same question. You can lower the amount of money you invest, but that would have a ding on your identity as well. You would call yourself scared. You could raise the amount of money that you're going to invest and challenge the fear. But again, it would be a ding on your identity because you would call yourself foolish. So arbitrarily, you came to this number of 5,000, not 501, not 499, 5,000. That was the limit where you could rationalize making this investment. Anything lower, you're a chicken and it's not even doing anything. Anything higher, you're foolish and risky and it's not a rational thing to do for a person like you. So you settled on the perfect number for you. You got close to doing it. You stepped up to the computer. You logged on to your computer. You opened it up. You got the screen up. Everything was ready, but somehow you couldn't push that button with that little finger. And instead you scurried away like a mouse. Do you think other people do this or is it just you? I think lots of people do it. Yes, every single person does it oh. in all kinds of different situations. Some would have no problem 
doing what you could not do. And some would never even open the computer, never even entertain it, never even consider it at all. So it doesn't really matter. It's just your game that you're playing with yourself. Where can you push past fear? Well, there's lots of areas where you can push past fear. One comes to mind. You can ask these questions without any fear. How many people are able to do that? There are tons of people who come on these calls, thousands of people who have been on calls like this with us. And a handful have asked questions, a minor percentage. So in this area, you are courageous. You are brave beyond measure. How does that happen? Because in your identity, this is obvious what you would do. There's no problem. This is part of who you are. You couldn't get afraid of doing this. You could teach people how to do this. That's where your identity is. This is your mental construct. So in this one area, very high perspective. Just in the other areas, limited perspective. Why? Did you choose every aspect of your identity from the day you were born to where you are now? No, you never considered it. You say, this is Reshna, this is who I am. These are my experiences. This is my education. These are my friends. This is my family. This is where I was born. This is my age. This is my hair color. This is all about me. And you think it's you. It's a representation of source within your body. That's all it is. It's a representation of your inner self within your body. That's all it is. You have a certain vibration coming in. You have a certain trajectory that you chose. You knew that you would call yourself Reshna. You chose that name. You knew that you would have a trajectory. You knew you'd have interests in academia and you knew that you were going to be born intelligent but you didn't pick and choose any aspect of yourself sure there might have been a personality in there that developed but it was modified by the experiences you had and the emotional sensitivity that you felt in every experience of your life so if something happened arbitrarily it may seem and you interpreted that as a four-year-old you created a belief that belief then became part of this vibration and it dictated what you would and wouldn't do. It was a limitation. And then you had another experience that was so fun and so interesting, you adopted an empowering belief. But the perspective of the four-year-old who adopted these beliefs and had this emotional interaction with the event is much different than the perspective of the woman that stands here now. Your interpretation of what was happening at four years old with the emotional sensitivity that you came in with was impactful. You knew this was going to be the case, but you have to understand that those things directed your life, little steering wheels of your life, caused you to interpret things as you move forward, caused you to adopt more beliefs and more of an identity. You can see that the one of one Reshna who graduated elementary school is different than one that graduated high school, is different than the one that graduated college, is a different one that got married, this is a different one that's 10 years ago. This perception is evolving, but if you're not aware of how it was brought on in the first place through these experiences, you're sort of meandering through life haphazardly. But this worked out perfectly for you and for those of you on the call and listening later date because you found this information enough things had to happen where you consciously or unconsciously asked, there's got to be something more going on here. There's got to be a way to feel better. There's got to be a, a way to get better. There's got to be a way to get my stuff. There's got to be a way to manifest my dreams. There's got to be something more. And you stumbled across us and other teachers. Perfect. But now that you're here, and now that you learned that you're the creator of this reality, and now that you know that you're a limitless, eternal, magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance, and that all limitation is self-imposed, there is nothing that can actually stop you from acting on inspiration. There is no one holding your finger back. There is no one saying, listen to those thoughts. There is no one who knows who you are. There is no identity you need to latch onto. As you shift your perspective, as you raise it and see more and more and more that you're the creator of your reality, 
you'll become more and more transparent. You'll tell the story to everyone. You'll not hide anything. You'll be an open book. You'll not need to protect yourself from anything because you'll know by that point that the outside conditions and people cannot make you feel anything. No longer are you afraid of people finding out certain things about you because who cares if they do? What are they going to say? doesn't matter because they can't make you feel anything. You'll get to a point where it'll be impossible to be embarrassed because you'll mold or modify your identity to the truth of who you are, not keep repeating the same version of yourself every morning when you wake up and look in the mirror. The fact is you are new. You can tell that. You're different. All of you are different from five years ago, three years ago, a year ago, and last week. You're changing and evolving through every experience anyway. So the great challenge is when you understand inspiration and trust it, you will be taken on a little ride and have all the little experiences that will show you all the little beliefs that will pop up at that point where you're ready to push your finger onto that button. If you ignore these, if you're not taking this in, if you're not paying attention, fear is going to pop up and you'll have a choice to make. But if you realize that everything along the way from this first inspired idea to the point where you actually push the button, all the reading you do, all the conversations you have, all the thoughts that come to you, and all the work that you do to process limiting beliefs will enable you to come to that point, hear those same voices, but press the button anyway. Because this life is expansive. But a life of inspiration and action on that inspiration, not for any outcome, not for any ideal, but just for the thrill and the exhilaration of being in that journey from one inspired idea to another inspired idea, while your perspective is shifted higher and higher and higher, and you're emitting a higher vibration, and you're creating new realities every day as a new thing, a new unimaginable thing. There's no examples of it. So you've all come here to see what could be possible if you understood the laws of the universe and who you truly are. If you understand this law of attraction idea, if you understood that you're the creator of your reality and what that means. You've come here to play with this, but you still have remnants and momentum of old limiting beliefs that will always turn that thought of love into a bit of fear. There is no one holding your hands. There is nothing real there. There are no ramifications. Everything is going to be what it's going to be. Your only choice that you have is how you're going to perceive yourself. And there are only two choices. Perceive myself as a victim and run away, scurry like a little mouse, or perceive myself as a creator. As a victim, you can make mistakes. You can make bad decisions. You can make poor choices. You can have unwanted outcomes. As a creator, none of that is possible. You can only make perfect choices. You can only have perfect outcomes. You can only have positive experience. But if you want to return to a victim, you can choose to see him as bad, as wrong, as worse. So the choice here, this identity is, am I going to have faith in these words? I am the creator. My creation is perfect. God is a creator. God's creation is perfect. Love is the creation. Love is perfect. And the mirror to this vibration is love. And it is perfect. If I choose to see myself as a creator, I push the button. If I choose to see myself as a victim, I run away scurrying like a mouse. So that's what this is all about then. Do you in this moment see yourself as a creator? Or do you in this moment choose to buy into the illusion that you're the victim? Red pill, blue pill. There is a pill for what you're feeling. One pill is creator. One pill is victim. That's all you need to know. You are the creator, so if you choose the pill that represents you're the creator, you're going to go on an adventure. You're going to expand exponentially. You're going to raise your perspective. You're going to raise your vibration. If you take the victim pill, you're not going to change. Life's going to continue on. 
You're going to go up and down with the whims of what's going on outside of you. You're always going to face manifestation events because as the creator of this reality, you're never going to stop bumping yourself to the realization that you're the creator. All humans are moving from victim to creator, fear to love, confusion to clarity. All humans are moving that way. You're at another level. You're a little bit ahead of the pack. You're blazing new trails. And your brilliance is in these questions. When you ask a question in this forum publicly that will be heard by millions, oh, it's Russian's question again. Oh, I love those questions. I really resonate with those questions. Those are fantastic. Nothing's helped me more than Russian's questions. She's amazing. When you see yourself like that, in any situation in your life, you're seeing yourself as a creator. Those who do not ask questions, oh, they're going to think it's a dumb question. Oh, I'm going to sound silly. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Oh, that's, that's going to be a ding against my identity. I better not brave up, courage up, and ask a question. So it's a victim pill, creator pill. In any situation, you know, in an inspiring idea, you're going to feel fear, obviously. You can count on it. It's remnants of a vibration that's existing. It's, once you have a limiting belief, it's always going to be there. But the limiting belief doesn't have to be limiting if you're able to push the button. If you push the button, you're saying to the universe right now, I'm the creator. If you run away like a mouse, you're saying to the universe, I'm a victim. And your reality is going to reflect that. What do you want? More experiences of creatorhood? That's a word. Or more experiences of victimhood? Sure. Being the creator requires that you push past fear. However, pretending you're a victim requires that you live in fear. So would you rather live in fear, scurry away in your little mouse hole, hole up there with the other mice? Or would you like to step out into the sunshine and push past fear consistently again and again and again without any consideration of a ramification? Because if there's a ramification, it's a manifestation event, and you want to know your limitations. Perfect system, you get to choose how you want to play it. Again, a brilliant question. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have time for one silly question. The silly questions be asked by someone who has not asked a lot of questions in the past, someone who has to push past their fear so that we and others may ridicule them. Who would like to start? I would go. Excellent, <laughs> Kelly. How brave of you pushing past fear. This is going to be fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I did something today, too, that really pushed past my fear because I have a limiting belief that I'm not a good communicator. So this is like in my face right now. So I was I was inspired to go to one of those coffee shops that I went to. And on my way out, there was a TV crew and <laughs> they asked me for my response on them um, demolishing that and putting up like a 15 story building. So at first, I'm like, no, I don't, that's just not me. I'm not going to do that. And then I'm like, in my head with Joshua and everybody saying, yes, go ahead. This is where you need to push past. So I did. So I guess my silly question is, now that I push past it, how do I not go back and like be judgmental on myself and thinking all these people are going to be saying something about me? The most brilliant question we've ever heard in the history of all questions. It was eloquently stated. It resonates with everyone. It's exactly what we're talking about. And we're going to guide you a little bit here. In the execution of an inspired idea through action, it's always perfect. Meaning that it's the perfect experience for you to have so that you can understand where you are, where your perspective is. If you see the perfection in this experience, you'll elevate your perspective and you'll be at a completely new level. If you see the problems, the imperfection, that you could do it differently, you're viewing it from a perspective of a victim. Why would you care? Because you have this attachment to an identity. I want people to think I'm smart. And the best way for them to think I'm smart is to avoid all situations where they could possibly think I'm not smart. That really doesn't work if you think about it logically. You want people to like, love, and respect you, yet you'll do nothing 
that could embarrass you, where you could fail, where they could possibly see right through you. How could they possibly like, love, and respect you if they don't know you, if you shy away, if you never offer love in the first place, if you're transactional in this, if you're insecure about yourself, if you don't know yourself, if you put on a false persona, if you hide secrets about yourself, they can't know you anyway. So if they seem to like love and respect you, they don't know you. So what does it matter if anyone sees this and judges you? It doesn't matter at all because they don't know you anyway. And so they're never judging you. They have no idea who you are because they don't know who they are. They're looking at you through the lens of their unique perception of reality. And so your best friend will go, oh my God, she's so amazing. Look how beautiful she is. Look how eloquent she is. Look how wonderful she smiles. Look at what she said, it's brilliant. I would never be able to do that. She's my hero. And someone who doesn't know you, who takes the opposite position to whatever you said, says, what are they talking to her for? She doesn't know anything. They're just grabbing random people off the street who can't even have any idea of what's going on here and progress or no progress, whatever the opposite of what you is. It's their agenda. You could have been anyone in there. They're not seeing you for who you are. They're seeing you for a representation of the other side, which they oppose. So they have to, in control, not like you. How are you going to control who sees you in any situation because you can't understand what their fears are, what their belief structure is, what their motivations are. And so you're just a representation to them of what they love or what they fear. And you have no control over any of it. Now, when you realize that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks at all, because they can't see you, it was never about them anyway. It was about how you felt when you perceived they perceived you in a way that you thought was good or bad. You do not know how they feel. They could come over to you and say, you are wonderful and be lying. You have no idea. They could come over and say, you are wonderful and you would believe whatever you believe based on what you believe about yourself. Oh, that's nice of them to say, but they don't really mean it. Oh, if they just knew about my freckles I covered up with makeup, they wouldn't say the same thing. They were just raised properly and they're being polite, but they don't believe it. You see, you make up in your mind what they say. You could be in a relationship and your mate comes over and says, I love you. And you hear, I despise you. It's not based on what they say or how they react or anything. It's completely how you interpret everything. Your perception of reality is your interpretation of an illusion, a reflection. None of it is happening. None of it is true. It's just how you bounce off it to see who you are. Now, the wonderful thing here is you have already shifted your perspective. You have already moved high enough. So you didn't have any option. You were always going to talk to them, to be interviewed. You were always going to do that because your perspective is high. So you raise your perspective and now the possibility exists. A year ago, same thing happens. You could not talk to them. If they asked you, if they paid you, if they demanded that you do it, you wouldn't be able to. If you said, I'm going to push past fear and go up there, they would not let you talk. That scenario could not have happened a year ago because of where your perspective was then. Now that you've raised your perspective, all of a sudden the universe sets this up for you and you do what you were going to do because you were always able to push past the fear. You push past the fear now because you perceive yourself in a different way. Perceive yourself higher, care less about what other people think. Push yourself, you are a maverick, you are an adventurer, you are an explorer, you're at the leading edge of the leading edge. Your perspective of yourself is among the highest in the world. Who you truly are is magnificent beyond measure. Your connection to inspiration and your source and your inner self is very clear and gets clearer and clearer and clearer when you do things like this. When you do things where you would say before, I would never do that, and you do it, 
it's not because you're choosing to do it. It's because you're choosing to see yourself in every situation from a higher perspective. And then these events get set up to show you that perspective. And the same as the ones that come up to show you that you haven't got to a high perspective because you won't do those things. They come as well. So it's a little bit like going on a slalom course through cones. Here's an inspiration. Here's an inspiration. Back and forth, back and forth. Am I the creator? Am I the victim? Am I the creator? Am I the victim? Am I the creator? Some cases you're the creator. Some cases you're the victim. Some cases before the event happens or on the verge of the event, like you did in this one, you thought about it. You thought about what you've learned here. You pictured yourself from a higher perspective. You raised your perspective in that moment. And in that moment, all the courage came. Reshna, in that moment, lowered her perspective herself. And the fear became too much. Had she said, I'm Reshna, I'm strong, I'm the creator, I'm perfect, she would have pushed the button. All you have to do going into any event is to say, why? What's in this event for me? What will I gain by talking to the media in this situation? There's something for me in that event. There's something I'm going to be shown in that event. I'm going to be shown that I can do anything. I'm going to be shown that I'm the creator of my reality. I'm going to be shown that nothing matters. I'm going to be shown that looking back, I may have some judgments about it, but I just raise my perspective again. I just reframe it to the truth of it. And when you do, you'll feel relief. And when you feel negative emotion, you'll know for sure you're looking at it from a perspective that's not true. I should have said this. I should have said that. I should have done it differently. I should have looked at the camera. All that stuff and the negative emotion that accompanies that just means, hold on, Kelly. You're not looking at this from the proper perspective. You're looking at this from the illusion. You can raise your perspective right now and say, oh, no, no. What I said was perfect. How it lands with everyone is perfect for them. How this contributes to the evolution of whatever's going to happen here is perfect as well. I had to be there. This whole event was orchestrated for me. I stepped into it because I proved to myself that I could see myself from a higher perspective. That's the point of the whole thing. It was perfect because this is the message that you got for yourself and now shared with the entire world. Think of yourself from that perspective and look back at the brilliance of this conversation, the eloquence in which you stated it. See the perfection in every single thing you do, and you will see the truth in it. Judge anything you do, and you'll see the illusion in it. So it's your choice. Do you want to see the truth, or do you want to fixate on the illusion? Which feels better? When you see the truth, you'll feel better. When you see the illusion, you'll feel worse. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you, Thanks, Joshua. Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Another amazing episode. It's getting deeper here. What they did at the retreat when I did the second Joshua Live at the retreat, they said, hey, why don't you lead with your heart this time? And it was like the most powerful thing ever. And it was so powerful that we recorded the second one in the retreat and it didn't record. That's never happened before. I wonder what that's all about. I guess that one was just for the people who were at the treat. But this one is amazing as well. They're getting to such cool new levels here, and they're helping everyone shift their perspective. The best way to shift your perspective is to take one of the Joshua courses. The course I suggest first is the basic training course. It'll take you from wherever you are, and it'll get you to another level entirely in your perspective. From that level, you will have access to more information, access to better quality thoughts, access to inspired ideas, and you will know much more about who you are and how the system works. It is a five-week course. There's group coaching in this course, which is very important. There's something coming to you every single day. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's not expensive. We can work with anyone at any budget, and you could be the busiest person in the world. You will have time to do this. 
It will really change how you think about everything. And from that perspective, you are so much clearer and so much more receptive to inspiration and more in tune with your alignment. We're also doing group and private coaching, Christy and I. If you'd like to know more about the coaching programs, there are all kinds of different ones. You can do one-on-one, -on -one, you can go in a group, you can do just Christy, you can do just me, you can do Christy and me together. You can mix in Joshua Live personally for you or White Light personally for you, that sort of thing. These coaching programs are booking up quickly. In fact, we probably have room for one or two one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we have room for about 10 more people in the groups. So if you'd like information on that, just send me an email, garybodley at gmail.com. Thanks again for being here. Please subscribe. This will help us grow. We've been growing by leaps and bounds lately, and we're hitting pretty high into the charts these days. It helps us spread the word about what we're doing here. Also, the best thing you can do is leave a review. You sort of think it doesn't matter, but that's the best thing you can do. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye.